beloved. In just two weeks, the season of Advent begins. The season of Advent is a season for watching, for waiting, for longing, for looking. Looking and expecting the coming of God. Looking and waiting for the outstretching edges of the peaceable kingdom. It's the light that John speaks of that overcomes the darkness. It's a light that the darkness cannot overcome. And there have been advents in the past where I think we've had to remind ourselves that the darkness of sin, of death, of evil, is here. We have to remind ourselves of that so that we don't get distracted by the tinsel and the glitz of a commercial Christmas season. I have a feeling that we don't need to be reminded of the darkness this year. I know I don't. I imagine many of you do not either. Earlier today, recording this on Thursday, my friend and a member of our community, Molly, put it this way. She wrote on her Instagram, this little city I call home will see more of its share of trauma in the time I've lived here. Unite the right, Yardley Love, Heather Heyer, Morgan Harrington, Hannah Graham, Devin, Lavelle, and Deshaun. I don't know how much to make sense of that, but I think it's not processing because it's not supposed to. As I read those words of hers this morning, my eyes couldn't help but fill with tears for the names listed and those who can't be named because their stories, your stories, will never be known. Like many of you, my week has been filled with grief, with anger, confusion, at times just numbness. And I know for many of you, it's been the same. So I say all this to say you're not alone. I don't come to you with trite, pithy answers. But I do come on behalf of God and on behalf of Christ Church to remind you that you are not alone. You are not alone. This coming Sunday, November 20th, is Christ the King Sunday. It's the Feast of Christ the King. It's also our Rule of Life Sunday. Traditionally, this is a Sunday of rejoicing and celebration as we affirm and reaffirm our Rule of Life. We've been talking about our Rule of Life over the last five weeks or so. And if I'm honest, my initial instinct this week was to reschedule everything. The dinner, uh, Christ King Sunday. And I told Jesus as much. And as he has done before, he smiled with tears still running down his face. And through a dear friend, he provided a prayer that really began to give shape for how I was present this week to my grief and my anger, my numbness and confusion, and to yours. And my friend, not knowing that we'd been using the Celtic Daily Prayer Book, opened it. And in her beautiful Surrey accent, read this. Into my grieving, I weave 
the strength of the Father. Into my grieving, I weave the compassion of the Son. Into my grieving, I weave the comfort of the Spirit. Into my grieving, I receive the presence of the three-in-one. Into my anger, I invite the patience of the Father. Into my numbness, I invite the healing of the Son. Into my confusion, I invite the wisdom of the Spirit. And we shall grieve together, I in community with the three-in-one. And so friends, this has and continues to shape how I've walked this week. On Tuesday morning, we gathered as a staff and prayed this as a litany. And it began to also give shape and form to how we begin to think about Sunday. What I don't know how to do is to pretend that reality is not reality. And I don't think it will help anyone to just tack on a prayer to the beginning and the end of our service and to pretend like the tragedy that has unfolded one of many is not happening and has not happened. And it also, as I've been sitting with the theme of Christ the King and our rule of life, I think I'm beginning to realize how those things exist, both Christ as a good shepherd, king, and the importance of our rule of life do not exist outside of our actual lived experiences. But as we've been talking, they are intended to be woven in, to become the very fabric of this pilgrimage we walk together. One that surely will be full of moments of immense joy and rejoicing, but are also going to be woven into moments of deep grief, anger, and confusion, and the reality that we cannot have one without the other. And so we're going to open with the litany I just read, and we are going to give the first part of our liturgy on Sunday. Well, in fact, correct myself, we're going to give the entirety of our liturgy on Sunday. To being honest about what has happened, grieving together, we're still going to affirm our rule of life, and we're still going to celebrate dinner together later that evening. Not in denial of all that has happened, but because it has happened. There's a liturgy that my family loves in Every Moment Holy. It is a liturgy for feasting with friends. And in that liturgy, it lays out the reason why we gather and have a meal. That can oftentimes feel so insignificant and yet carries with it eternal significance. And I think that is true of our liturgy as well. And in part of the liturgy, which we will read during the Eucharist on Sunday, our prayer is that may this shared meal, I would say this shared liturgy that we will celebrate on Sunday, and our partaking in it bear witness against the artifice and deceptions of the Prince of Darkness that would blind us and the world to hope. Our hope and our prayer is that Sunday strike at the root of the lie that would drain life of meaning the world of joy 
the suffering of redemption. And that it would fall like a great hammer blow against that brittle night. The one we walk through now. That it would shatter the gloom. It would reawaken our hearts. It would stir our imaginations. On the kingdom of heaven that is to come. The kingdom that is promised. And the kingdom that is already indeed among us. And so we'll open by lighting candles with a liturgy of peace. We'll light seven candles over the course of our liturgy, each representing a different prayer that we are holding together as people who long to be peacemakers in a world. In a world where it feels at moments where peace is impossible. Friends, if this week has felt heavy, as you may even hear in my voice, it's because it is. It's because it is. But we gather on Sunday, not as ones in denial of the pain, but also not as ones in denial of hope. And so our prayer together is the prayer we have all walked with in our bodies and in our souls this week. How long, O Lord? how long if you need anything if you have any questions concerns please do not hesitate to reach out we love you we are here with you and we will gather together on sunday to pray to weep to watch to listen to look look for the god who comes in the midst of darkness, the God who is the good shepherd and who is light, whom the darkness cannot overcome. Grace, peace to you, beloved, as you walk this way with God and with God's friends.